In a world where best laid plans go astray, there are two separate but equally important groups. Those who create history with their stupidity and the shit show podcast that covers them. These are their stories. Hello and welcome to another edition Don't of Shit Show. That. Stop doing what you're doing. I'm going to stop. So, welcome to Shit Show, the weekly podcast in which we have a look at the best laid plans of mice, men, children, animals, whatever. That mice go are horribly and hilariously off the rails. <laughs> I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Mr. Gustav Gustafsson. How are you, my friend? <laughs> I'm so good. What an unbelievably true-to-the-fact moniker. <laughs> just trying to not say my last name, but instead just a version of my last name with my first name in there. You are dead set impossible to find, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> also, we got to tell your dad to stop liking and commenting on all of our stuff. <laughs> oh, I am the opposite of a social media ghost. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to find you with criminally easy ease. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really painted myself into that corner. <laughs> anyway, you, as you said, uh, we're here and it is a weekly show. And my God, are we? N- we're nailing the weekly element. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on a month-long tear. Yeah. Ever since we received that Death sound, that, <laughs> that sound file that our manager Gerg sent us of some dude he was playing poker with, that was just. <laughs> the, the guy was losing his mind about us releasing stuff or not releasing stuff, I should say. And it was like, and he ended the the file with "fuck them," and I was just like, <laughs> "Whoa!" I mean, to be told uh, "fuck them" by the good size guy was uh, fresh. Yeah, it was a, it was a hundred percent fresh. I don't know whether it was that guy, but now that you've said it, it very mel- it very well could have been. Should we play the soundbite? Yeah, we should. I drove to Mount Druitt twice this week and I didn't have the fucking shit show podcast because they decided to fucking... to this week, they're uploading on Friday. Fuck them. I hate it when people do that. It's a fucking kind of a yeah. thing. Because they usually post on Tuesday or Wednesday, sometimes Monday, and I get them on my drive to Mount Druitt. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of all that is he had zero idea that Gerg was our manager. <laughs> Actually, maybe he did. I I don't think he did. Uh, That that sounds like a man who just the highlight of his week is driving to Mount Druitt. (laughs) And so, look, your life can't get much worse if you're driving to Mount Druitt on the reg. Weekly. A week, a weekly Mount. What are you Druitt doing drive. out there, Mount Druitt man? Oh, and and just the fury. No wonder he is red hot. Oh. <laughs> he is oh my God. a flaming inferno of poor life choices. I'm so- rolled into one. <laughs> I'm furious, fat bastard. I'm so, I'm so glad that we are finally getting this off our chest as you're moving, so he cannot (laughs) determine where we're broadcasting from. Completely. And I'll tell you what, when he drives to Mount Druitt this week and hears himself on the show, he is going to be super happy angry. (laughs) (laughs) So to the good size guy, (laughs) welcome to the show and sorry you drive to Mount Druitt (laughs) weekly. Do not shoot the messenger. (laughs) But someone who does know our address, though, is your father, the Nasal Ranger. Oh, doesn't he? Who gave us some gifts. He sure did. Uh, for anyone that's tuning in from outside of the great harbour city of Sydney, uh, it's fucking Mordor here. <laughs> the smoke has descended. <laughs> it is it's bush- really bad. It's bushfire season and it's particularly shit this year and uh, the smoke has basically taken over the city. And my uh, honourable father works in environmental pollution and <laughs> this is his Nostradamus moment. He's been saying <laughs> shit is not fine for a long time. He knows all the readings. Completely. He, know, he knows what's good about He must have been just rock hard when he saw some of those articles come out with like the actual measurements of air pollution. He would have been like, oh, how good. Completely. He called me up and started talking about PM 2.5s. Yes. <laughs> about how they're 3% of the diameter of a hair follicle. <laughs> They'll get in your circulatory system. And I'm like, dad, what are you talking about? And he's like, I'm on my way to give you masks. <laughs> so my dad has in an instant gone from a uh, normal bloke, uh, <laughs> normal bloke, sorry, to... A uh, full-blown doomsday prepper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and he, he, he came over, he dropped off these two masks, as well as a cling wrap bag full of ILX <laughs> from your yeah. mum. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's no care package without some ILX from mum. 
<laughs> from Soviet Russia in 1967. These masks are incredible. Like they they work. He walked me through them, and they are they are industrial grade. They yeah. also look like exactly the shit that everyone was wearing at Chernobyl, yeah. <laughs> which is fucking <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So this is what you'll uh, see. Rig. Uh, crackle and eye rocking when yep. we're rolling through our day to day lives. <laughs> when we when we're at our shit show Christmas party, <laughs> and the three of Just us, the three of us, the three of us, and we the can make Ranger. it if we try. <laughs> uh, anyway, as with all intros, we thoroughly digress. Yeah, well, I'm still thinking about you, me, and Crackle walking hand in hand down the street <laughs> with our masks on. Such a good album cover. <laughs> but we move on. To the one, the only, Trainwreck Trophy. But we cannot get to that without possibly doing the sting first. Trying to remember the sting is easily the most train wrecky part <laughs> of the whole segment. I lo- even when I know that it's coming and I'm doing it correctly and I'm setting myself up, it still feels like I've just remembered it. <laughs> it's amazing as well because because our be- eyes scream at each other. I know, and because people the- can't see this, but they <laughs> scream at each other. It's like, oh no, oh no, oh no, and because of the pop filter, all I can see is your absolute wide eyes. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, Gus, you've gone away and you have found three topical train wrecks from this last week. Mate, what have you got for us? I certainly have. I'm going to go straight to the home, the centre of all things terrible. (laughs) Please say Florida and or Russia. (laughs) It is definitely Florida. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, the headline is Florida couple buys baby bouncer at Goodwill, finds semi-automatic rifle inside. What? Yes, correct. So a baby bouncer uh, is one of those uh, weird, uh, ch- like, rolling chairs that you put toddlers in where their feet can, can move around, but they're suspended by, like, a like with a table around them. Do you, want, do you understand what I'm talking about? I have no idea. Okay, I'm going to... Where is the whiteboard? I'm <laughs> Here's a triangle. Okay. I'm going to go <laughs> full is the baby. on this. So uh, here's what I'm seeing on the box. It is a baby with its feet on the ground, surrounding In it. the deadlift stance. <laughs> it is squatting. <laughs> Shoulders over the bar. Squared. <laughs> Sh- feet Back shoulder straight. width apart. <laughs> the baby is holding what looks like an interminably large dumbbell. Um, so the, the baby's sitting in a harness. Okay. Its feet are on the ground and surrounding it in like a circle uh, oh, uh, yeah. is like a, it's a, like a, donut a ring on wheels. Thing. Yeah. And oh, then, yeah. Oh, I know the one. Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, the, yeah. the baby can move uh, around or maybe this one just stays still, but it's like it's yeah, and, and surrounded and by toys and a around, mobile. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, baby bouncer. Yeah. Um, so a Florida couple shopping for a baby shower gift on the way to the baby shower, <laughs> dropped into Goodwill. <laughs> that is totally a thing that I would do yeah, as well. Yeah, 100%. It's like what I do before a wedding. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, is the this wedding. cash or card? And then, <laughs> and then I go to the nearest ATM and the nearest news agent and I get 100 bucks <laughs> and I put it in the and card. get well I say, card. do you have a pen? I use, no. And then they you go, no. a pen. I go, no. It goes, you get the lotto pen. <laughs> <laughs> and I just write, so happy for you guys. Reach for the stars. Put two pineapples in the middle. <laughs> this reminds me of when you gave me a birthday card and it was written in pencil. You fucking peasant. <laughs> you got it from it's, a Kino pencil. It's, it's one of the pub, I could tell. It's one of my favourite things to do is to get the wrong card for the wrong occasion. Yeah. I'm, and it just says, happy anniversary or like... Happy retirement. And it's like, they ran out of cards. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> so I've done it to my parents my whole life. Oh, very good friends of ours, but uh, but quite conservative. Um, we gave them a get well soon <laughs> card for their wedding. 
And <laughs> about a week and a half later, they uh, sent Crackle and I a thank you message, but also said, thank you for your generous contribution to our wishing well and the lovely card. P.S. We opened the cards in front of my parents. <laughs> they have questions. <laughs> Love that. Oh. Anyway, so for a couple on the way to a baby shower, they stop into Goodwill and they buy a baby bouncer for 10 bucks, thinking... Wait. <laughs> so, they, they go for, for to people a who discount. For people who don't know what Goodwill is in Australia, that's like going to Vinnie's or Salvo's <laughs> oh, to yeah, get a fucking wedding gift. Yeah. A pre-loved, <laughs> i.e. used... <laughs> Baby bouncer. Correct. Fuck me. Correct. <laughs> oh, my God. So, in their words, uh, when they found <laughs> a baby Einstein baby bouncer in an unopened box for nine ninety nine, <laughs> it was a bargain they couldn't pass up. Oh, my God. <laughs> so then, in a great fuck you to these people that went to Goodwill, they didn't... Uh, they just wrapped the uh, the box, took it to the baby shower, and <laughs> the couple opened the box and the father said, you guys got me a gun. <laughs> okay, can we just unpack what that would be? You've got a, a box with a baby thing in it and then what comes in is a rifle. If that isn't a threat for infanticide... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like, it's not too late. Here's a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, that is peak Florida. <laughs> anyway, so it turns out the Baby Bouncer box contained a Mossberg 715T semi-automatic rifle. Although the Jesus. gun wasn't loaded and the chamber was locked, uh, Ms. Alvarez Rodriguez said the magazine inside the box was loaded. So... So it really was a bargain. <laughs> sure was. <laughs> and uh, the magazine. <laughs> so, you shouldn't have. <laughs> so, <laughs> how's this? Total shock for us, she told Fox 35 News, but also hilarious. I'm just glad it came into safe hands with all our husbands being military. Yes, because of course they are. <laughs> and then this Facebook post where it goes through and uh, it says, uh, the police have said... (laughs) This was Valparaiso Goodwill. Serial number was clean. And Crestview Police said, do what you want with it. Trophy emoji. (laughs) The gun now belongs to baby Jonathan, who is due to enter this world any day now. What? (laughs) So this unborn kid owns a (laughs) semi-automatic rifle (laughs) waiting for him. Fuck me, that is peak Florida. And then, hashtag, we gifted him his first gun. Oh my, (laughs) why would you be proud of that? I don't understand. However, it is one of those things that you just go, only in Florida. Also, the update on the Facebook post says, just added video proof the gun does in fact fit in the baby bouncer box. Crestview police had the gun for 90 days. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Uh. good on you, baby Jonathan, and good luck in the world. Yeah. (laughs) Because you are armed now. (laughs) Armed to the gums. (laughs) Hold on. I'm just going to quickly look... Jump on your phone and look up the hashtag on Insta. We gifted him his first gun. Hard pass. That's the (laughs) dumbest tag I've ever seen. (laughs) Very well. We move on. So, the second one. We are going to... Russia. Great state of Florida. Oh, yes. (laughs) The double. (laughs) We're still in Florida. All righty. The headline is... Iguana hunter shoots pool maintenance worker <laughs> after mistaking him for lizard. <laughs> Subtitle. <laughs> Subheading, sorry. Yes, the kebabs. <laughs> the kebabs live. <laughs> Subheading. I heard him scream at the top of his lungs and he had blood coming from his leg, said homeowner. <laughs> so, and then, how is this image? Oh my God. This, oh my God, this is the Scarface of Florida kebabs. (laughs) He looks like he would cap you. (laughs) 
hundred percent. That is that is. Oh my god, that is the most intense mugshot I've ever seen. <laughs> also, just for anyone listening, this is an iguana, <laughs> so it has nothing to do with this story at all, <laughs> apart from the fact that it is an iguana and it was an iguana. Is hunter. that the iguana photo that they chose to put? They in the chose thing? to put it in there. Who was the lucky bastard <laughs> who got to take this portrait of the most badass Florida kebab I've ever seen? It's the best. So it looks regal. Yeah, I know. He's he's a king proud. of the kebabs. <laughs> he's the kebab king. <laughs> oh my god! You thought that was on Parramatta Road? No, no, certainly not. <laughs> uh, so an iguana hunter mistook a pool maintenance worker for an iguana and shot him in the ass in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> what? E. Lynn Bryan, a Florida homeowner <laughs> who sounds more like a robot rapper, <laughs> hired the hunter to take care of the nuisance animals at his property, according to the Boca Raton Police Department. <laughs> Boca Raton? <laughs> Boca Raton, isn't it? Yes. Bosa Raton. <laughs> Shout out to all of our listeners in Boca Raton. <laughs> the home of the chicken of the trees. Oh my God. Boca Raton. Boca Raton. However, while looking for the lizards, which can grow up to five feet, the hunter apparently mistook a pool maintenance worker for an iguana, which is so hard to do. Like, either the iguanas he's been seeing are superhuman or... <laughs> More likely, this pool guy was lizardy. <laughs> At first, I thought it was odd. What with him having new, no tail, being up on his hind legs, and having a less scaly face than what I'm used to. <laughs> but I heard my my old army drill sergeant in my ear take the shot. <laughs> if it bleeds, you can kill it. <laughs> yeah, the dead giveaway should have been him holding things with his opposable thumbs, but. <laughs> Who am I? Einstein <laughs> sitting in a baby bouncer. <laughs> so, as non-native green iguana populations rise, Floridi- Floridians have been encouraged to kill the creatures, which threaten na- native plants and animals by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Department. And also, <laughs> apparently, the feces of iguanas contains, contains salmonella. <laughs> <laughs> which Holy we shit. didn't know until now. So for everyone out there who's been chowing down on Florida kebabs, <laughs> you have salmonella. <laughs> ask it, ask for it without sauce. <laughs> Just make sure <laughs> zero sauce <laughs> on your Florida hold, kebab. Hold the sauce because <laughs> it is swimming in salmon. <laughs> Ella. Ella. <laughs> eh, eh. <laughs> salmonella. <laughs> Iguana with salmonella, Ella, Ella, eh, eh. Cool. Uh, so, <laughs> the homeowner. I came out to see what they were doing and I heard him scream at the top of his lungs. He had blood coming out of his leg and he was shot by the hunter that I employed. We have iguanas everywhere. If neighbours are going to be like the Wild West and shoot at everything, someone is going to get killed. Then in response to a question about where, uh, whether he employed the hunter, the homeowner answered, yes. So <laughs> he is pointing, Hard yes. pointing fingers, but his hunter shot his pool guy. Yeah. <laughs> they, they definitely knew each other. <laughs> they worked on the same property for the same bloke. There's no way that was the first time those guys had met. No. So the hunter has just decided, today's the day I kill Fred. <laughs> That lizardy, scaly fuck. (laughs) Oh, love that. Okay. The third one. (laughs) So, as you know, I'm a big NFL fan. And in Australia, we get to watch it in the mornings, which is terrible for work productivity. (laughs) It's awful. (laughs) It is just the worst. But great game. Big shout out to all of our American listeners. And this is where... I think uh, America has has <laughs> found one of the great all-time trolls. So the Buffalo Bills, yep. quite shit. Perennially, but not doing too bad this season. No, going quite well this season. So they are in the same division as the New England Patriots, yep. which is, over the course of the last 10 years, a bit of a death sentence to being good at football. Yeah. So they have to play them twice a year. 
I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, think, at least yeah. once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in d- divisional rivals they play more than once. I think they play twice. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Oh yeah. True. They they play twice. Um. Home and away. So <laughs> for in 2016, when the Pats came uh, to the Bills, and the Bills were awful that year, and the Pats were great. <laughs> Could be said about any year, any really. Year, in yep. the last 15. An amusing thing happened, and a tradition was born. As the Pats were on the march towards the end zone, a dildo was launched onto the field. (laughs) (laughs) It landed perfectly in camera shot (laughs) during a down. So everybody saw it, and the ref has, has seen it, gone up to it, and then made an absolute meal of trying to get it off the field because he refused to pick it up. <laughs> so he just towed at it. <laughs> just kicked it. Like it's a huntsman in your kitchen. <laughs> Correct. And for anyone that's ever tried to kick a dildo off a field, <laughs> it is quite difficult. It's hard. <laughs> so <laughs> it became this meme and the rest of it. So what do you think happened in 2017 <laughs> when the New England Patriots went to the Buffalo Bills? Dildo time. Big time. <laughs> so the Buffalo Dills. <laughs> or the <laughs> the Bildos, yeah. if you will. <laughs> so, 2017, another bloke pegs a dildo <laughs> onto the field. Uh, he is immediately arrested because they're on high alert. But not only that. <laughs> Which sounds ridiculous. They're on high alert. We are red alert for dildos. <laughs> <laughs> we are <laughs> DEFCON 5 for big rubber dicks. <laughs> we are code beige. <laughs> Dildos incoming. A hazmat team came out onto the field. <laughs> Fuck off. And no, dead set. <laughs> and so everybody all of a sudden was like, oh my God, this is incredibly amusing. <laughs> yeah. There's a hazmat team with forceps removing a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> Move forward to 2018. And by this point, it is now a tradition. (laughs) By now, it's free dildo day at the stadium. (laughs) Everyone gets a dildo like they're in an Oprah studio audience. (laughs) So, (laughs) 2018, uh, (laughs) everyone is wise to it. The Bills came out and they said... If you throw a dildo on the field, <laughs> you will be banned for life. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hit him where it hurts. Yep. Uh, 11 minutes into the game <laughs> <laughs> in 2018, <laughs> the first dildo into the ground. The, f- the first? Yes, there were three <laughs> across the course <laughs> of the game. And Florida man uh, was charged, or a Florida man... <laughs> As opposed to Florida man was the concept was charged with throwing sex toy into the field. Um, what was he even doing there at a Bills and Pats game? He heard everybody got to peg sex toys <laughs> on the field and he drove up. <laughs> so not he wasn't charged for throwing the sex toy. He was charged for fighting three guys <laughs> after he threw the sex toy. <laughs> then two more dildos were thrown into the end zone, and once again. <laughs> the referees, the umpires, tried to kick them out, refusing to touch them. Yeah, <laughs> and then this is uh, this is when the questions started to be raised, which are in America, the only way that you can bring something into the ground is uh, you get frisked down, and yeah. you can bring in a see-through plastic bag. There were no dildos brought in in see-through plastic bags. So three blokes smuggled dildos (laughs) into the ground on their person. (laughs) Or in their person. person. (laughs) So let's, let's move to 2019. Four days ago, (laughs) we had the, uh, the Bills playing the Pats. Yeah. In the lead up, (laughs) <laughs> the Bills have now admitted that they have uh, no way of stopping this <laughs> and have just started <laughs> pleading with their fans. They said, <laughs> please don't throw dildos onto the field. <laughs> they, we're worried a flying sex toy could injure Tom Brady. 
the Bills said that? Yes, correct. <laughs> wow, they yeah. really care about the opposition. <laughs> Insane. So uh, not even about their own quarterback. <laughs> how, uh, how about that? How how's these quotes from the Bills back office? It's Patriots Week, said Bills Chief Administrative Officer Dave Wheat, and that we have to contemplate if some fan is going to throw a dildo on the field is just ridiculous. <laughs> Then follows it up and says, what if Josh Allen is running, steps on it and tears his ACL? What are the ramifications? What if Tom Brady got injured? (laughs) This community would never live that down. People need to realise these are professional athletes and you're literally putting their health and safety at risk. (laughs) That's when a bookmaker started to frame a market. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on whether a dildo would be thrown onto the field. <laughs> yes, was the favourite at a dollar fifty. <laughs> no, the outside dog at two fifty. <laughs> if you, if you were smart enough to get onto this at the time, because it was capped at twenty five bucks, what do you think happened in the Pats Bills game? Dildo. Fucking oath. <laughs> It rained dildos. <laughs> How many? <laughs> I have a report of five dildos. <laughs> At the same time or like different points? Different different points. Oh, my God. But this is... We need to follow this as it goes on because this has the potential to become one of those things that the Bills stop fighting and start embracing <laughs> and it becomes Bildos Day yeah. versus the Pats <laughs> where you get a dildo on the way in. And they just go, all right, guys, wait until half time. Then we're going to chuck all the lube we got on the field and just go for your life. <laughs> just hurl them. I could just, I have a marketing brain. It's just like every, every time they play the Pats at home from now on, it's going to be, and here are your Buffalo Bildos. Let's fuck the opposition up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that is the third Trirec Trophy. Oh, mate, so good. So, you need a recap? Yes. Okay. The recap is, from the top, the Florida couple that stopped into Goodwill uh, to get a baby shower present, bought a baby bouncer. Inside it was actually a semi-automatic, which now belongs to the baby. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) To the iguana hunter that shot the pool guy in the ass, thinking (laughs) he was an iguana. And three... The fact that every time the New England Patriots play the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, someone pegs a dildo on the field. Now, I'm a sucker for a Florida kebab. You know that. Oh, yeah. Extra sauce for me. (laughs) (laughs) Salmonella. (laughs) But, but I have to give it to just the bizarre nature of this weird tradition. (laughs) The the bildos, I have to give it to them. (laughs) <laughs> Play the sting. You suck! <laughs> that is outrageous. It's so odd. And they interviewed Tom Brady about it, and he's like, the first time it happened, and he was like, oh yeah, I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> because the first one, it had Tom Brady's dildo written on it, <laughs> and the guy who begged it was like, yeah, it was from my wife's Halloween costume, and no one batted an eyelid. <laughs> Because they were busy trying to figure out why there was a semi-automatic rifle inside Baby Bouncer. (laughs) Love that. Which means we move on to the people's segment, the One Star Reservoir. And we can't get to that without possibly playing the theme. You! I want to take you to a One Star! I want to take you to a One Star! I want to take you to a One Star! One Star Reservoir! Yep, it's time for the Mount Everest of segments on this show. (laughs) Literally, you have to set up multiple base camps in order to find the best of the best one-star reviews that the internet has to offer. (laughs) Mate, what have you done with your 15-plus hours of research this week? (laughs) Well, uh, fortunately, my dad brought over oxygen tanks as well, (laughs) so I was able to stay up for heaps longer than I planned. So I have decided that this week... We are looking at the heady, pun intended world of sex toys. Love this. And it's time 
the time that we looked at a sex toy review uh, from a woman about a vibrator, because we just haven't really delved into uh, this aspect of sex toys enough. A lot, yeah. uh, lot of them as, as piss takes, but this one uh, is legit. Uh, it is about a sex toy called Tracy's Dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? Yeah, Tracy's Dog. That's not who the review's by? No, no, that's... That's, that's the that's name it. of the toy. Yeah. It's I'm sorry, what? Uh, I don't know what to tell you. If I'm anything, I would, ex- I would expect Tracy's dog to be a male sex toy and peanut butter sold separately. <laughs> <laughs> this, I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, you can go to www.tracysdog.com. I can guarantee you I won't. Show. <laughs> <laughs> Ajitas, this could have been you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, strap yourself in. This is the review. I thought that was the first line. (laughs) Strap yourself in, Tracy's dog. (laughs) It'll get (laughs) you. Having read everyone's reviews, I had high expectations. But with the price being under $50, I wasn't exactly going to be shocked if it was mediocre. A few friends of mine bought it recently and told me of its power. (laughs) I was warned to take the day off, hydrate, and above all, do some stretches. I thought they were being such drama queens. (laughs) It was delivered within two days of ordering, so it's already off to a good start. Opening the very discreet box, instructions say 2.5 hour charge time. Not too bad. I plug this little bad boy in. She's a professional reviewer. Yeah. While the kids are at school waiting for it to charge. <laughs> Wait, the kids are at school waiting for it? <laughs> That's what it Sorry, reads. what? <laughs> this is the <laughs> sentence. I'll read it without punctuation as it is written. <laughs> While the kids are at school waiting for it to charge. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Tracy's dog. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Jesus. Um, While the kids are at school, I'm waiting for it to charge, killing time reading some erotica my friend and fellow Queenie recommended because I don't have time to screw around waiting to get in the mood. (laughs) I have to get the kids in a few hours and I need to be ready to go when this thing is done charging. Tick-tock, bitch, (laughs) tick-tock. Welcome to motherhood. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Just, fuck. Just events in the calendar. Totally. Me time, two-hour block. (laughs) Walk Tracy's dog. Chardonnay. (laughs) Half an hour block. (laughs) Patiently waiting me is checking to see if the light has stopped blinking every 10 minutes like a crackhead waiting for his dealer. (laughs) After only an hour and a half, solid pink light. Game on, I yell at nobody. (laughs) I played with the settings... (laughs) This chick is definitely punching shardies in the other. Yeah. I play with the settings on my hand to test this fine machinery out. The vibration for the G-spot part is quite strong. I was impressed with that even before use. Next was suction. So many levels, it was interesting to see the different patterns and strength. There are 10 levels for clitoral and 10 patterns for G-spot. Wow. I've never used a clit suction type stimulator, so I have nothing to compare it to, but looked forward to it nonetheless. I'm just going to butt in, and uh, for anyone, if you're a child listening to this, uh, well, what the fuck are you doing <laughs> listening to this show? <laughs> We're not going to give you a warning and tell you not to listen. If your parents listening to this with your child, what the fuck are you doing? Also, congrats for being com- progressive parents. Amazing. It's the best, but don't be surprised because we are as advertised. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've never used a clit, a clit suction type stimulator, so I have nothing to compare it to, but looked forward to it nonetheless. Next paragraph. Time to solo party. (laughs) (laughs) That is now going to be my go-to when I excuse myself. (laughs) Time to solo Solo party. party. Go up to the bathroom. No calls. (laughs) Do not disturb. I found placement for the clit a bit low for my body shape. It took me a few minutes to get everything where it needed to be. That was a bit time-consuming and slightly frustrating. But as with any new toy, it's trial and error. I started the, qu- the clit one on low, which I barely even felt. Unbeknownst to me, it wasn't lined up 100%. So me being me, I decided to go from 0 to 60 in 3.5. <laughs> <laughs> I hit the suction button setting to level 5 or 6 and hit the G-spot button as well <laughs> and made a minor adjustment on suction placement. At least I think that's what happened because I'm pretty sure I blacked out. <laughs> My legs went straight out like those goats who faint when scared. (laughs) I never came so fast and so hard in my life. 
I squirted. I have <laughs> never done that. Luckily, I put a towel down because I hate wet spots. I frantically tried to turn it off, but ended up hitting the buttons like a maniac, sending to even stronger suction oh and now variant pulses from the G-spot vibrator <laughs> and came again. I'm pretty sure I levitated. It was an unending orgasm. This time, my soul left me and God himself said, Child, it is not your time. Go back to the little pink light. Mind you, I'm agnostic. <laughs> I'm, brought, I'm brought back into my earthly body after managing to pull it off me, throwing it across my bed. It falls to the floor, still buzzing happily, happily away. I shook for a good five minutes. I couldn't get up off the bed if I even wanted to. I stared at my ceiling, days trying to remember who I am and what year this is. <laughs> I get up to clean up and realise in my seizure-like orgasms, I hurt my hip and back. <laughs> I'm still hobbling four days later. Oh my God. I did not stretch enough. So in conclusion, this met and exceeded expectations. Hydrate, make sure you don't have to do anything that involves decisions or brain power for the rest <laughs> of the day. And for the love of God, stretch like you're about to run the 500 metre dash. Oh, that's a what? That's one star? Uh, it's it's one star, but I think, again, it's someone that doesn't understand how stars work. Oh, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Ladies, if you're wondering what that uh, that product is... Like a Tracy's dog. Wow. You've got to check that out because that is glowing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's not just one person either. It's not just one person saying that... Uh, that Tracy's dog is a phenomenal sex oh. toy. There's also this review. Oh. This is a weapon. It cured my <laughs> depression. I don't go to therapy anymore. I was walking from side to side after I finished using this thing. You'll feel like you just had your best dick appointment ever. <laughs> Trust me. Best believe you will never see me frown ever again. My life has changed. Have a blessed day. <laughs> Uh, it's just like I just don't see how you you wouldn't try that if you're a woman. If you if you, oh, if you yeah. hear those reviews, it's like don't surely don't waste sold time out. listening to us. <laughs> how do I invest in this company? <laughs> Alrighty, and the third and final review is quite short, quite simple. All 24 karat gold. It's for the Durex Play Suite Strawberry Lube 60 mil. It says, I ran out of strawberry jam and so I used this to oh. put in the kids' rice pudding. <laughs> they couldn't tell the difference and they're pretty intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, good. Yeah. I just. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodbye, Christian. Christian Hall. Actually put their actual name on it. Wow. <laughs> linked, linked to their Facebook profile. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I'm sure that there are blogs, parenting blogs that are just going absolutely bananas for <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> <laughs> Along with docs. So that is the end of One Star Reservoir, which means that we do turn our focus to the media portion, the plat du jour, yes. which you have. You have spent... Quite some time <laughs> researching and preparing. You look old. <laughs> Jokes on you. I've always looked old. <laughs> what do you got for us? So we are in the heady year of 1934. Old for you. In Melbourne, Australia. Good. The Great Depression is posting career high numbers. Oh, yeah. He's rising up, he's dunking on families, he's got nuts in the faces of the working class, just fucking <laughs> blocking <laughs> means of income all over the court. Uh, I mean, in, in the 30s, uh, <laughs> no one's doing that. I mean, he's, no, he's still going deep. I mean, it doesn't beat his MVP year of 1929. <laughs> no, that, my but God, he's still, he's all still time in, numbers. Yeah, but he's still, he's still doing real well. But it's also the centenary of the foundation of Melbourne. And as such, there's going to be a big party and a royal visit because, but because of the times, uh, it's going to be obviously a really depressing party. Yeah, it's it's going to be uh, a BYO affair. Yeah, it's going to be one of those horrible 
housewarming parties you go to where everyone's got their cheese from Coles. <laughs> I really sort of let people into how I judge other people. <laughs> I was about to say, if you don't have a cheesemonger, get <laughs> fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not coming to your party. Yeah, remind me to take the AK-47 out of the baby bouncer <laughs> before I rock up. <laughs> so because all eyes will be on Melbourne, uh, an ideological battle is being set up by the left and the right of the political spectrum. So conservatives were keen on promoting the idea of Melbourne, the Britain of the Southern Hemisphere. The far left slogan was, fascism fever is coming and we have the antidote, communism. <laughs> so... <laughs> So while the right were putting up streamers and fairy bread for King whatever fucking George we were up to at that time, the left, spearheaded by the movement against war and fascism, were keen on getting a speaker over to warn about the dangers of fascism that was all the rage in 1934. (laughs) You love the the Charleston, (laughs) so why not give fascism a try? You love your country, don't you? Well then, put down that egg cream and suck off your way to stomping out those foreign rats and traitors who will try and bring down this great nation. Every skull crust is redeemable for one Southern Cross tattoo from the good people at News Limited. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the movement Ugh. against war and fascism, or MAWF, morph. <laughs> 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 like like half what? of the like half of the biblical name Morpheus. <laughs> so they they the morph they found their speaker in a guy by the name of. Egon Erwin Kish. So okay, that's a Ghostbuster. <laughs> it's literally an, a bad anagram. Um, Kish was a Jewish communist and anti-war activist from Prague. He served in World War One, became a famous journalist, and his parents were probably dead. He in 1920 <laughs> <laughs> got him. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it took a bit longer this time. In 1925, he moved to Germany and worked for Communist International. Unlike a lot of other people... Love their work. Yeah. Unlike, wow. un- unlike a lot of other people at that time, Kish saw Hitler and what he was doing, looked around and through his articles wrote the equivalent of like, oi, this guy's fucking cooked. <laughs> Is anyone else hearing this? <laughs> which was... Like one of the only people at that time. Yeah, which was not a popular opinion. <laughs> it was not. In, in Germany. And for his troubles... His books were burned, and after the Reichstag fire, he was held at a concentration camp for political prisoners before being expelled back to Czechoslovakia. So this is before the war and before the big, big push. So he, oh, yeah. he made it out. So Morph secures Kish, but know that any bloke trying to come into Australia with commie links is going to have a real tough time of it. So they promote his speaking tour, which I assume was called... Fascism, kish my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up and kish me. Yeah. <laughs> but but they, they promote his speaking to her by using an alias so that people don't cotton on to the fact that he's the one speaking. Yeah. So Egon, Thank you for, ex- for mansplaining an alias to me. So, no worries. <laughs> alias, a fantastic series, series starring Jennifer, Jennifer Garner. Garner. Uh, so Egon Erwin Kish was now Ewart Rish. Oh God! You know, I feel like people around wartime had a great knack for like secret naming shit, like yeah. operations in the wartime and like people. But this one is so bad. It's literally it's like Lisa Simpson's anagram game. Agent Jeremy Irons will now be Jeremus Iron. <laughs> Here's a ball, Communist International. Perhaps you'd like to bounce it. <laughs> <laughs> in what I imagine was a close second to cracking the enigma in terms of code breaking, <laughs> the Australian <laughs> government tacks on pretty quick <laughs> and the Minister for the Interior, Thomas Patterson, makes a declaration of exclusion against Kish. Of course, Kish never knew about this because it took 10 fucking years to get to Australia by boat yeah. from Europe. And, and all of the telegrams <laughs> were being used to warn people of the impending crowds. Well, that's it, right? It's like, he would have got the thing being like, we want you to come speak in Australia. And he's like, great, I'll be on a boat tomorrow. Six months later, no mail, nothing. No, nah, that's been, it. He's been flying blind the whole time. So on 6th of November, 1934, he arrives in Fremantle. WA mm-hmm. or Western Australia for our overseas listeners on the P and O liner RMS Strathaird, which 
is really hard to say. Sounds wrong, but go on. It's not. <laughs> Rep- <laughs> yeah, the HMAS Snorri Edison. Don't you dare come at me. <laughs> Representatives from the government get on board and they're like, hey, Egon Kish. Kish. Even I'm fucking it up now. Hey, Egon Kish, a.k.a. Ewart Rish, a.k.a. Edgar Fish, <laughs> a.k.a. Jeremus Iron. <laughs> you aren't coming into this country because you've been classified as undesirable due to your communist. Yeah. Kish. Th- th- that's all I had to do at that point. Yeah. And Kish is like, I am hurt and appalled. Let me explain myself, though. I'm here for a tour. And the government guys are like, yeah, but are you a commie? And Kish goes, hard pass. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) So as a result, he's ordered to stay on the ship at all times, including the stops in Adelaide, Melbourne and Sydney. Oh, doesn't get to get off at Adelaide. (laughs) (laughs) Luckiest man in the world. (laughs) (laughs) He's just become a passenger on the world's worst cruise. And that's fucking saying something because every cruise competes for that title. Oh, God. They are... So shit. Never, ever get onto a floating RSL. (laughs) It's the worst. It's like the concept of where your holiday could go worse than being on basically a floating terrible buffet Yeah, with uh, just a turd in the pool. (laughs) There's, there's There's nothing that could be actually worse. And the same band... Yeah, it's, it's just like everything is the just in new same. wigs. It's the same it's band, the 80s same night. band, new wigs. Oh, oh god, awful. So he's on this terrible cruise that he can't get off of that never stops. Yeah, and the boat that sucked. I mean, yeah, exactly. But I assume that because this is the thirties, he had all the free scotch cigarettes and smacking the hoop with a stick <laughs> <laughs> that he could get his fucking hands on. So he was probably fine. Yeah. So Adelaide comes and goes and he doesn't get off the ship. We Lucky said man. it again. He said it again. <laughs> Lucky guy. When he hits Melbourne, he's greeted by a bunch of supporters. Among the supporters are a legal team that, you know, his fans and, and his and his supporters have gotten involved with. So the barristers get onto the ship and they initiate a habeas corpus action, which is just fancy talk for you're falsely imprisoning this guy. Yeah. So the Melbourne court essentially played for a draw, like in cricket, and just ran down the clock yeah, while he was in time. Melbourne. Filibuster yeah. time. Absolutely. Kish has a great idea, though, in response. He's just like, fuck you, copper boys. And he jumps off the ship. Oh, yes. And breaks his right leg on Station Pier in Melbourne. Oh. He literally... He, ju- he ju- why did he jump on the, off the land side? Yeah, on land. Oh, so he jumps dumb. off onto land. I don't think he should be allowed in. Five metres, broken right leg. Oh, so he's there on the fucking jetty or whatever the fuck he landed on and he's writhing around in pain and he's like, well, guess you'll have to take me to a hospital in the city and the cops are like, I'm pretty sure this ship has an infirmary. (laughs) It just puts him in a wheelbarrow, gets him back up the (laughs) ramp to the ship. He he gets sent to the ship's infirmary. It turns out that the bass player is the doctor. (laughs) Who's just wearing a lab coat? A different coat. wig. <laughs> a different wig. <laughs> oh, Doctor. Oh, yeah. Doctor Beat here. <laughs> what seems to be the pro? Are you the bass player from last night? <laughs> I'll treat you. <laughs> I get paid $10 extra. Oh, my God. It's the depression. I'm taking every job I can get. So, Kish is... Uh, so Sorry, the next day, a Labour MP gets up in Parliament and says the government is piss weak. And reckons it's a real dog act to to sense of free speech. God, that's good. Just because the government doesn't like Kish. So in response, Attorney General slash future eyebrow farmer Robert Menzies. (laughs) Yes! Who's, yeah, so he's the Attorney General at this point. Goes full Kenny Powers from Eastbound and Down. (laughs) Saying that every country has a right to determine who's fucking in and who's fucking out. (laughs) And the government thinks that this guy needs to be fucking out. So it goes to the High Court, where it's found that the government had incorrectly excluded Kish. So technically, he's free to enter Australia. Yep. However, it takes a few days to get to Sydney from Melbourne via boat. So the government hatches another plan to stop him from coming ashore. They attempt to exclude Kish via the Immigration Restriction Act of 1901. According to the Act, quote... Any person who, when an officer dictates to him 
not oh, less no. than 50 words in a prescribed language, fails to write them out in that language in the presence of the officer, would not be admitted into the country. Not this thing again. Which is bizarre to me because oh. none of us would be allowed in write about your childhood in 50 words in, let's say, Romanian. Yeah. I can't, officer. Yeah, I bet you can't, you immigrant piece of shit. Now get back on that boat. <laughs> but also, like, so Katie's grandfather, for example, uh, came from Romania and uh, spoke Greek, Russian, Romanian, uh, French, Italian by the yeah. time he got here. Yeah. Because, and, then, and then learn English. Because he had to. Yeah. Because it's the only way to get a job. But also, he'd be here and none of us would. Yeah. Like, that's that's the insanity of this. Oh, fuck. And, and, and they... It was so corrupt. Yeah. Oh, it was I, so... It's so corrupt because the test... About well, the, tw- the test is primary... And, well, it was primarily intended and used to exclude non-whites from entering the country under yeah. the white Australia policy. Yeah. To our international listeners, just a quick aside... If you thought that that was some kind of joke, me saying the white Australia policy, it wasn't. That was the name. There was literally a thing called the white Australia policy banning all non-whites that was in place for 50 years. Play this sting that I made earlier. History is super fucked when you're not white. It's true, though. It's straight up and down <laughs> truth. <laughs> that took me two hours in Garage Band. I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> I know. I can. I can tell the effort is dripping off that track. <laughs> you, you are like a kid that just spent fifteen hours making a Lego castle, How only to <laughs> find out that it looks like not the picture, <laughs> and it is incorrect. How do but people use that like a legit program? Uh, people don't use it as a legit program. Apple... So it's just me then? It's just you. (laughs) (laughs) Apple, you made a Frankenstein of a music recording software base. (laughs) Um, yeah, the... Yeah, as you were saying, people listening from overseas, um, about the the white Australia policy. Uh, Australia's hyper-racist history, and I guess still present in, in a lot of quarters. Yeah. Um... But the white Australia thing was so bad, and the and like just the labels for uh, for Indigenous Australians and them being called Kanakas and like yeah, all of the tough. all of the um, of the posters and the the way that that it was all coming out and being uh, being put to the public was bad. It was yeah. really really government endorsed bad. Yeah, I mean we're sitting here saying how bad the white Australia policy was. There could be some people out there being like, geez, I really hope we get that back. Oh, there, there, there are. There yeah. are portions. Um, we call that part of Australia Queensland. <laughs> and to our, to our Queensland <laughs> listeners, you stay fucking north of the border. <laughs> because you, you fucking stay <laughs> you right there. You bastards. <laughs> Can't even spell beer. You've just got four X's on your fucking can. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, they're in this dictation test. And the cops sit him down and they're like, righto, write us 50 words in German. Nails it. All right, smartass, Italian, easy. (laughs) French, done. Bear, I mean Russian, (laughs) smashes it. He passes the test numerous times but the police aren't willing to let him go. The bloke spoke about nine languages. Oh yeah. Which meant he was one of the scholar. Which means he was one of the dumb ones in Europe. He's being bullied. Egon is falling behind in his classes. <laughs> At this rate, he'll only learn nine languages. Needs more practice. Is <laughs> his third grade report card. <laughs> right, so the bloke... So, he, yeah, he spoke about nine languages. The cops get together in a huddle like it's fucking family feud <laughs> to try to, like, find out what the answer is, <laughs> to try to pit him to the wall. Finally, one of the boys in blue slams down some paper and throws a pen at him. And goes, righto, smartass, write down the Lord's Prayer in Scottish Gaelic. What? Yeah. That's a dead language, surely. Kish throws his hands up and says, fuck this. <laughs> oh, for sure. So, the, in perfect English. <laughs> <laughs> in Scottish Gaelic. Yeah. <laughs> so, the cops take him into custody before letting him out on £200 bail until his trial. Can we just... 
focus on one thing here. There is no chance that the cops understood what he was writing down. They must have had a cheat sheet of what it's supposed to look like <laughs> when he's writing in Cyrillic, <laughs> looking at it being like, hmm, hmm. They've got like the, the, the answers there and then here's one. They're like, uh, yeah, it's probably the same. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> fuck. We'll get to that. So again, this ends up in the high court. So this time they get is he the being forced back on the boat at this point? So he, yeah. So he, well, he's on bail, right? So he's actually technically he he had to go to court, but he's technically still he's actually on land now. Oh, sweet! But he's on, he's on holidays. But he's on bail. So it ends up in the high court. He's because, doing the time because of his he's, life. he's still being he's still being treated like a prohibited immigrant. Yeah. So. They they get the in the high court. They get the policeman who administered the test. Right. I think I'm about to get an answer to my question. And they get him to testify. The proceedings essentially go like this: Constable Mackey, please state the country of your birth. Scotland, Your Honour. How long were you there before coming to Australia? I came over as a teenager, Your Honour. Very well, Mr. Mackey. Please recite the Lord's Prayer in Scottish Gaelic. <laughs> uh, I don't know it. <laughs> Splendid. <laughs> not only did the, did the constable not know the language, but Scottish Gaelic was not even a language within the meaning of the Immigration Restriction Act. <laughs> so that's basically, like, that's like asking someone to do it in but, pig Latin. But it goes back. It goes back to what you were saying. So Kish, I mean, he didn't try. He didn't try to write. But even if he did, the guy would have been like, imagine his relief when he walked out of the room. And like, we got this commie fuck. And then it's like, what'd you do? Told him to do Scottish Gaelic. What if he actually did speak it? <laughs> I was sweating there for a moment. I thought he might know it. He knew only 20 other languages. And that's all she wrote. <laughs> so, if not for the goddamn Prime Minister... Oh, come on! Joseph Lyons. Yes, Lyons. He, he gets involved. Lyons contacted the British government and told them that this Kish was coming into Australia. Correspondence comes back from London that said, lol, we didn't let him in. <laughs> You're an idiot, El Mayo, SMH. <laughs> Lyons takes it to the High Court. This is the third visit to the High Court oh, over this guy. He's on first name basis. The government are chasing their tails now. They look fucking ridiculous yeah. by this point. Question third trip time. to the fucking High Court <laughs> because of one dude. Parliament must be dissolving. Oh, they hate it. Lyons takes it to the High Court, waves around what the British have said and says, Oi. Britain didn't let him in, and their advice is to not let him in here. The judge says, mate, he's already in the country. <laughs> he's sitting you, right there. You can't debate on immigration matters when the bloke is already here. <laughs> <laughs> so Lyons pushes back on that, and he's like, fuck you, I'm the fucking prime minister of this country. And then the, the high court judge goes, fine, we'll take it to the full bench of five judges. Because that was just the one judge court. Yeah, I exactly. It's a, it's time to get the full squad involved. Yeah, get them all on the floor. <laughs> I'll take you Five all down. Five to the floor. Watch me drain trays. <laughs> At six foot five. <laughs> Coming in from Warrnambool, Victoria. Right, so in the meantime, uh, Kish goes out and he, and he does his tour. So he's actually, like, he's, he's a free man, essentially. Until well, yeah, he has he's to, on bail. Until he yeah, he's on bail. So in the meantime, he goes out and he tells young and old about the rise of fascism in Europe. The Nazis are coming, etc. Which is what? really historically relevant. Oh, it's super relevant. People dig it. <laughs> people, yeah. people dig it. And by dig it, I mean they're pretty scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dad, I thought we were going to see a fairy tale. <laughs> I thought we were seeing Shakespeare in the park. But yeah, so people... People were kind of scared, but they dig it. I mean, like, their Sy his Sydney event uh, had 18,000 people in, d in the domain. That's Carol's sorts of crowds. Oh, dude, Carol's wishes it got that. Yeah, 18,000 to watch some bloke wax lyrical about how fucking crazy Hitler is. Totally. And knowing how the amplification of the time went, it would have been him standing on stage with a giant, uh, like, cone 
attached, <laughs> <laughs> protruding into the audience <laughs> while he yelled things <laughs> about Hitler. One of those old-timey director's cones. Exactly, but it's <laughs> just 40 feet long. <laughs> so, eventually, the Lions government comes to realise that further persecution of this bloke is just going to lead to more people getting behind him. Yeah. Their biggest fear is not the fact that he's like, Hitler's a fucking crazy person. Their big fear is this dude is going to be like, hey, Hitler sucks. Try communism instead. <laughs> That's what they're really worried about. And all, But also, historically, Australia loves an underdog. If the Australian public find out that there is some bloke that the government has been trying to stop them hearing yeah. all about him. Get me tickets. I'll buy 12. Yeah, 100%. They're all about it. So, instead of going back to court in March 1935 to see the five judges in the high court and made to look fucking stupid again, they say, hey, you like money, don't you? <laughs> well, how's about we give you £450 to fuck off on the 11th of March. Here we go. This is this is and where this, we should have started. Mate, 450 pounds was a huge sum in oh, that time. So 935, 450 pounds, 30 and a half grand today. It's a it's a solid opening offer, but Australia has no leverage and Kish has all of the leverage. But and also remember, Gus, this guy's a communist. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, that money <laughs> of no relevance to him. <laughs> So he takes the money. Ah! <laughs> and it is divided equally amongst the state. Yeah, to, to, well, we all need it. And so, Egon, Kirsch, well, Egon, he's, <laughs> he's fucking out of here. <laughs> he leaves for Marseille, spends the rest of his life in Europe, and he dies in Czechoslovakia in 1948. He ends up on, on postage stamps and becomes a hero of the German Democratic Republic. And uh, back in Oz, the government is quick to move on enacting an immediate law, that being people who are identified as prohibited immigrants are not eligible for bail. <laughs> oh, sick. That was, the, oh. that was the lesson that they took out of all this. We're the worst. Fun, fun fact for you. Robert Menzies would go on and become Prime Minister of Australia for a cumulative 18 years. Other fun fact. You were talking about how people love an underdog. Menzies loved him some Hitler. <laughs> he visits yeah. Germany in August 1938 and was, quote, extremely impressed with Nazi Germany and on his return gave a warm appraisal of the Hitler dictatorship. Records say he later tried to distance himself from the Kish affair, which is everything I just spoke about. And I'm like, fucking Kish affair? What about the distance from your Hitler's a top bloke? I like what he's done with the place, <laughs> chat. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, mate? Jesus. Yeah, and also, uh, wow, the the shades of the present echoing the past are uncanny. The, yeah. fa the fact that you look at that and go, hmm, okay, so let's just get this straight. The issue is that uh, we as a country are we're trying to stop immigrants from coming in, so we're making up bullshit reasons <laughs> and then falsely imprisoning them on boats slash islands. I love this as well because it's like that test kept going after this. Yeah. They didn't stop doing it. Fucking they, they just didn't. kept kept rolling it out. And it they're just like, lol. There were, I was reading about there was an Irish bloke, so technically at the time a British subject, who also got denied. What? They're just like the fuck. Show us some French Miko. He <laughs> can't do it. And they're like on the boat with you. <laughs> Shit. Is it... There's still a dictation test in the Australian Citizenship Test. There was a really funny thing that... I, I don't know whether I covered this on a previous episode, but there was one where an Irish woman... Because it's now, it's, it's now digitally done. Yeah. So you do it digitally and she... That's right, we did cover it. And she failed on the verbal part of it. Yeah, because Because the computer couldn't pick up on her accent. Yeah. Which yeah. is hilarious. Well, I mean, there's no, there's, there's still a dictation uh, part. It's in English. Oh, um, well, that doesn't seem fair. It's, it's, this language that we all speak. <laughs> exactly. Which is super dodge. That's, that's really bad. Um, so they kept, how long do they keep the, um, the any European language part of it? 
I'm not actually sure when they phased it out. I think it was the late 50s, like 58 or something. Wow, that's that's a really, really long time. It's late. <laughs> that's after technically the white Australia policy is over. So the thing that they were saying that they were doing it for, <laughs> oh. which is to exclude non-whites, has already elapsed. That's, okay. I mean, mental as a, as a start, but also ridiculously normal for Australia. Super normal for us. We suck at some points. <laughs> Just so racist. Well, well done, mate. That is a f- phenomenal tale of unfortunately homegrown stupidity. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that, 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 is the, that is the story oh. of Shut Up and Kiss Me, <laughs> colon, The Adventures of the Unbootable Commie. <laughs> Oh, fuck. So good. Well, uh, what have we got now? (laughs) Did you just use Tracy's dog? (laughs) Do you know what year it is? Do you know where you are? You look like a goat after it's fainted. (laughs) I am levitating. (laughs) (laughs) And I just just squirt and I've never done that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You need to tell the people how they can get in contact with us because we only have uh, two eps after this left in season two. We sure do. Guys, if you want to get in touch with us, get to us on oh, Gus God. and Rick <laughs> it's, on Instagram. This is it's, contagious. <laughs> it's quite late now. So, yeah, get in touch with us via Instagram. We are at Gus and Rig, G-U-S-A-N-D-R-I-G. Find us on Facebook, Shit Show, all one word. Or if you want to send us something media, send us a an email at shitshow.au at gmail.com. We did get something in the mailbag this week. Ooh. This is one uh, came to us a little while ago, and it's just a it's a nice little thing. It's it's less of a sort of, well, I guess it is kind of like a how you found us. I mean, it doesn't go explicitly into how, but I like it all the same. So this one's from Lachlan Oxford. Ah, Lockie Ox. The Locks. Yep. So... <laughs> He writes, hey, boys, B-O-I-S, two exclamation points. Been listening to you guys on the shit show for a while now. You guys really make me laugh. My favourite episode has to be about the Spanish Disabled Olympics prick guy. (laughs) Made my day when I listened to that. So, all capitals, keep that shit up. Cool, thanks, Locks. I don't know whether he's being facetious or not. I hope he's not being facetious because otherwise he took time out of his his day to send us a fuck you email. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a compliment. <laughs> so <laughs> let's put it with the others. Thanks, Loxford. That's amazing. Thanks, Loxo. Really appreciate it. Yeah. And if you liked the Paralympics story, there's plenty. And there's no more where that came from. <laughs> it's just that one ep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Yep. Well, I think that's all we've got time for, mate. Sure is. I've got to go and make myself a peanut butter and strawberry lube sandwich. <laughs> I'm going to go warm my arm up, peg some dildos onto the field of the next Buffalo game. (laughs) Cheers, guys.